Welcome to Real Zoofs. I'm Drew. I've seen a lot of movies. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. And we haven't seen nearly as many movies as Drew has. That's right. So this is a movie podcast <laughs> where me and my friends uh, Joe and Brian here. That, that was us. Yeah. Yeah. We watch <laughs> a bunch of uh, movies that are important to pop culture or even film in general. And before... We watch these movies that Brian and Joe have never seen, or have at least not seen in a very long time that they don't remember what the movie's about. I make them guess what they think the plot is of the film, based only what they know from the deepest crevices of their memories and pop culture references. So. And brainwashing, stuff like that. <laughs> essentially. Are you guys ready for today's movie? Yes. Awesome. Today, we're going to watch... Something a little bit special. Today we are actually watching Kevin Smith's first film, Clerks. This is from 1994, so it's on its 25th anniversary. 94. Yeah. So were you guys born this year? Yeah, this is our second movie in a row, consecutively now, (laughs) where we were alive when this movie movie came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, this might have come out prior to your actual birth, but still. um, Were you right? 93? 93. 90, 90, oh, 93, okay. 94. Okay, better. Good. Okay, cool. Um, so I want to point out one thing about this movie um, without going into any plot details, because again, this the whole point is for you to guess. One of the reasons that this movie is so impactful uh, and why we're watching it is that as Steven Spielberg made us believe that dinosaurs were real... Mm. Kevin Smith's first movie, Clerks, made anyone who ever wanted to be in a movie, make a movie, made you feel like you could do it. Mm. Kevin Smith did this on a shoestring budget. Okay. He was inspired cool. by a few other people. This was the early to mid-90s when the movement of the independent film really started to hit hard. Oh, okay. So there were a few, uh, a handful of other very influential, influential uh, indie films that had come out. Uh, we have one on our list to watch uh, later down the line called Slacker. It's uh, Richard Linklater's first movie. That came out and really inspired uh, Smith with Clerks. Cool. Um, Robert Rodriguez had done El Mariachi. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> movie just started randomly. Oops. We can just trim that, but... Um, yeah. Rodriguez did El Mariachi, again, another shoestring budget film. And these movies inspired Kevin Smith, who was literally working a day job that any one of us could have and probably may have even done in our lives and just said, I want to write a movie. Mm-hmm. And That's he cool. made a film. So this is one of those movies that just the fact that you saw this and you're like, holy shit, I can do this. I can make a movie if I want to. Now... None of us did, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the most inspiring. Uh, I think he, I can safely say he's probably one of the most inspiring filmmakers for anyone who's wanted to do an independent film um, to know that it's actually possible. He brought this to Sundance, he sold this at Sundance for enough money to repay all of the credit cards he maxed out, have a little cash in his pocket, and also get a uh, job for his next movie. Wow. So oh, cool. this is like the the story of somebody who started from the ground, made it somewhere. Awesome. It's really cool and inspiring. Very and the cool. movie's not half bad itself. Cool. So 
that's my little spiel uh, spiel here about uh, Kevin Smith and Clerks. Uh, he's gone on to do uh, many different things. Like him or not, he is one of the more, I would say, inspiring storytellers in Hollywood today. So, guys, Clerks. <laughs> that's the title of this film, Clerks with a period at the end. Okay. What do you guys think Clerks is about? I have no idea, but I think I've seen a scene okay. from Clerks. I think there's a sequel to Clerks 2. Um, you were just saying that because earlier today I said Clerks 1? Oh, is that what? Uh, so, well, no, no, no. I, I, I didn't. I, I don't remember that. But um, I definitely thought we were watching the 10th one. <laughs> yes, this is the uh, 10th anniversary X. copy, not okay. the 25th anniversary. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy. They just never stop making them. <laughs> so... I think there's a scene when they're I okay, they work at like a fast food place, I think. I think there are two guys who work at a fast food place. Called Good Burger. <laughs> <laughs> and they rival Mondo Burger and there's this big thing with Mondo Burger yeah. injecting, you know, hormones into their beef and right, stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm and getting all they, this. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> And they um, wear like no, but actually they wear like blue and yellow striped outfits. That's one of my predictions. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I have a counter prediction. I feel like this movie's in black and white, or at least a portion of it. Oh. It might it might um uh it might sort of be like a, a Wizard of Oz type thing. Where it like starts in black and white and then brings us to color at a certain point. Oh, okay. Uh but I have a feeling that this one's in black and white, at least a portion of it. Let's go through. Let's go through like setting plots. So I'm gonna guess 1994 takes place in 1994. Yeah, I think it takes place present present day. Yeah, for present when the day. Movie yep, was being made. And um, I don't know some town, some no some name town, town. Yeah. not like L.A. or New York or Boston, yeah. just yeah, like, like some, some like smaller town. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely not a city. Cool. cool. Uh, oh God, what is it about? I, I, okay. So the scene I was going to talk about was, I feel like I've seen a scene where one of them was holding up an onion ring and mm. they were like the one ring to rule them all. Kind of like in <laughs> Lord of the Rings. So, well, that makes sense. Cause Kevin Smith is like, I am not super yeah. familiar with everything that he's done, but I know that he's like huge into comic book and like, Pop culture in general. Pop like, culture in general, yeah. but a lot of like the nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So having, I think we'll probably see a lot of references to Lord of the Rings, Comic probably books, Star Wars, Marvel, probably Star yeah, Trek, yeah, yeah. definitely some Marvel stuff too. Kevin Smith actually owns his own comic book shop in his hometown. That's cool. Which I've been to and it's amazing. Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming here today, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> um, he doesn't have a microphone. It's really weird that we're <laughs> watching this with you. But. Yeah. Thumbs up? Okay, cool. Um, and a comedy. We think it's a comedy, right? Do you think it's a comedy? Yeah, I, I mean, it might be like a dark comedy. Oh, like, like Pineapple I think, Express? <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen that one. Is that you a dark comedy? Pineapple? It's like it's like a comedy, but it's like... It's a Seth Rogen like, comedy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, a, it's like an action dark... Yeah, I would okay. call it a dark comedy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. It'd be, it's kind of a dark comedy, sure. Yeah. But so let's get to Clerks. <laughs> I can see Clerks being a dark comedy, like, 
Like, uh, like it's funny, but it's also like uncomfortable at times. Oh, uh, okay, okay, sure. okay, okay. Sort of what I was thinking, like maybe a little bit depressing. Oh, uh, okay, mm. okay. Um, do you think there's like crime involved? Ooh, maybe the store gets they're they're clerks at a, at a thing. I don't know if it's fast food. I think maybe they like get fast food or something. Okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like because I feel like it's like a convenience store. Like a, yeah, a that's, clerk. You're not normally exactly, like a clerk at a fast exactly. food place. Exactly. I was I was just gonna say like what defines a clerk? I guess it's behind like a counter at a convenience store like a 7-eleven yeah maybe it's like a 7-eleven place where they have oh they have food. some food but not they have like... like fries and hot dogs yeah. and oh, they would have yes. like gas yeah. station type food yeah yeah okay. okay okay all right so we're going with the gas station convenience store kind of okay place that's our setting who are characters uh two main characters two male main characters that's my guess okay and i think kevin smith has got to be one of them yep I think, like the low budget, like you're gonna act in your own thing for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And what happened? So let me make sure I, I got that right. Kevin Smith <laughs> is one of the main characters. He's one of the two clerks. One of the two clerks. Cool. Yep. Um. And so, what's the driving story? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, um, it could be, man, it could be as simple as like, I wanna. Like, they want to move on from just being clerks in life. Mm. Kind of like how, you know, he... Sort of like a coming-of-age film, but not necessarily of age, but it's like, I want to grow into something. What am I doing here? Yeah, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm a clerk. I want to... I didn't want to be a clerk as a living. Okay. Um, I don't know. That seems like a depressing comedy. And then they find that that's really where they belong the whole time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, maybe maybe that's why there's clerks, too. Because there's yeah. clerks too. Because there's still clerks. No, there's definitely definitely clerks too. Yeah, there have to be clerks and clerks too. Would they? Maybe. <laughs> um, they're they're at a much nicer convenience store. <laughs> the they really moved up in the world. Okay, they're on the north side of town. It's like a Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't know what Wawa is, it's the best convenience gas station store of New Jersey. <laughs> And New York, I think. I think they're in New York, too. It's but. funny, because I will tell you, this movie does take place in New Jersey. Ah, here we go. All so right. maybe oh. Wawa is somehow involved. Oh, shoot. Oh, maybe that's the store. That's, or oh, that's gosh. what they want to work at. That's what oh, they, they, like, they aspire. Keep getting, their, keep getting their resumes rejected <laughs> yeah. from the... Damn it. They, like, aspire to be, like, the Wawa clerks. <laughs> what am I doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Okay, so, it's either, like, a... Like, a, I want to move on in life, or it's like a, something dramatic happens, like a crime in their store, and they want to, like, find the guy, because maybe they're, like, found, maybe they're, like, the primary suspects, and oh. they're like, no, like, I saw it happen, it was this guy, and they're trying to yeah i'm I'm trying to think because like i like the coming of age i think that it could be like the whole thing takes place just in this store and we we go that whole route oh yeah or it's like uh being like the comic book fan that he is they have to become like detectives like this robbery happens and they go on like a wacky adventure to try to like hunt down the person who stole something important from the store and maybe it's not even from the store but it's from their personal like like these two clerks like working on a specific day together because they get to like read comic books together or something yeah yeah and they're geeking out and like they get a sacred plastic wrapped comic book stolen from yeah. them so it's not any like hunting down for the store but for themselves yeah oh, um, I can totally and they have to go like that. find out who took the the first edition of whatever comic book that they have i can totally see that now i feel like 
Drew mentioning that it was like very independent and they didn't have it was like a shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. That makes me think it really does just take place in mm. the store, like the oh. whole movie. Oh man, but that would be that would be hard to pull off though. It might be hard to pull off and how would they keep it interesting? Yeah, exactly. Like how would yeah. I don't know. We might just have to find out, guys. Do you have any last guesses? Oh, um, or do you want to dive right in? I one guess is I think they're still going to be clerks at the end of the movie. I don't think they're going to have moved on from being clerks. That's one of my guesses. I think someone, whether true or not, like has superpowers, or like someone uh. thinks that someone has secret superpowers or something <laughs> like that, or they just like hint or joke about it, but like. In some way, they'll reference, like, an individual having an actual power. Like, awesome. like it's actually sci-fi, like, superpowers powers exist in this movie, or, like, or like stop thinking you can it's up to the imagination shoot lasers of viewers, out for of sure. your eyes. Okay. Like, you're not going to see a superpower thing happen, but, like, it could be, like, something that's reasonably explained, but they don't. And so it sort of leaves you hanging. Okay. I awesome. Gotcha. I gotcha. I love it, guys. All right, I'm really excited and happy to show you this. So, are you guys ready? <laughs> yeah, let's dive yes. in. All right, let's do it. Here we go. We're going to watch Clerks. Oh, shoot. It's black and white. The first scene is black and white. Oh. You're right, Brian. <laughs> Can't wait till the wizard shows up. <laughs> Dante. It's a very dedicated employee. So, this is a fun plot device. Um, because they filmed this in this convenience store at nighttime only, that's why the things are down. Uh, so you couldn't, he wanted to show the story that it's during the day, but he filmed all at nighttime. So these exterior shots are daytime shots, but inside is all like 10 p.m. Dark. Around. Okay. It's Kevin Smith. That is Kevin uh, yeah. Smith. Kevin Smith is Silent Bob. Brian, you were right to some degree. Kevin Smith wrote this movie and wanted to be in it, and at the last minute realized he could not remember the dialogue. Uh-huh. So he gave the part away to Brian O'Halloran, who plays Dante, but he wanted to be in the movie. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? <laughs> <laughs> so where'd he go? <laughs> Randall is actually based on his friend, uh, Brian Johnson, who worked with him in the convenience store. He's like a pitcher. Like, that's how Brian Johnson was with the customers. <laughs> Do you guys ever see a show called Comic Book Men on AMC? Yes, no. I'd like to check no. It was his buddies at his shop. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. Brian Johnson would literally do this, like work at the video store next door, lock up to go talk to Kevin Smith. Like, <laughs> talking about yeah. lore. Super knows how to install a toilet vein. All they know is killing in white uniforms. All right, so they're bringing independent contractors. Why are you so upset at its destruction? All those innocent contractors brought in to do the job were killed. Casualties of a war they had nothing to do with. All right, look. You're a roofer. Some Brian's nodding at that. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Eat another Twinkie. Get the whole thing in there. Donuts. Hell yeah. Powdered donuts, I think. Oh, powdered donuts? 
He's locked up so many times. <laughs> the store is more closed than open. That's Walt Flanagan, one of their friends as well. He was in earlier. He bought the pack of cigarettes after the uh, after the uh, yeah. demonstration. Oh, that's funny. He's one of the. He works for him at the comic book place. He's the like manager of Jane's Silent Bob Secret Stash. With that guy who was in that movie that came last year. They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals. That's a joke because that was RST Video's highest rented movie that particular year. <laughs> he was so jazzed about the lasagna. He was. He was like fucking Garfield. <laughs> Where do you think they're going to play? Outside. Oh, inside. Outside. Hey, that's not big enough for everyone. Is that their Russian friend with the CCCP shirt on? No, that's uh, Randall, I think, as the... Oh, okay. As the deep... Thought it was Olaf. That's also Scott Mosier with his beard shaved. Oh, damn. Yeah, he looks like he could have been on, like, Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, is that a reference like, you guys don't get? Oh, sorry. I thought it was one of the sons from Home Improvement. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas or something. He's the one who played Simba, right? Shit, did he play Simba? <laughs> yeah, he was Simba in the animated, the young Simba. Oh, damn. I don't know what that sound signifies. What a dick. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Tell me, there's no fat on my body. No fat. No Tony either. You don't get enough exercise. You want this? Yes. Just paper. Oh, for God's sakes. Say you're ashamed. You know you're out of shape. Here. That guy drives the biggest truck you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nighttime. You don't go to the beach at night unless this is like a Jaws scenario. And you can like see outside. It is pitch black. What? I love these little vignettes of like Jay and Bob. Yeah. They're not story movers or anything like that. It's just giving you an idea of what's going on outside. And then Kevin Smith never took that jacket off again. <laughs> uh, pretty much not in any movie that has Jay and Silent Bob in it. Dante's kind of a shithead. Yeah. Mm. Don't you like all the words I've been so saying to you? <laughs> but what about your lasagna? <laughs> that chip's gonna get so soggy. It's just sitting in the salsa. She's my girlfriend. Especially that lasagna. That was a great lasagna. <laughs> lasagna. The real tragedy about all this is, I'm not even supposed to be here today. You're closed. All right, guys. So that was Clerks. Yeah. So, what did you guys think? Yeah, I, I really liked it. I uh, I think that the whole time it felt very much like growing up. We used to, I used to make like home videos with my friends. We'd we had like a little yeah. like 
cassette tape yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, camera, and we did uh, uh, stop motion with Lego, and we did a lot yeah. of like um, outdoor stuff. Uh, and then later, when I was uh, in a band, we like filmed all of our own music videos, and they all had like a story behind it. So watching this, even though I hadn't didn't know anything about it, felt very nostalgic to me, right? Because you could feel all the and and it was weird too because it felt nostalgic to the point of like. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But then as I was watching the movie, I was like, I couldn't do that. It, it yeah. was, it was clear by the end of it that it was, a uh, someone who was very fucking good with not very good equipment or actors. So it was just like a dude and his friends who wrote a very good story. The dialogue was fantastic. Yeah. And there was so actually snappy. like shots here and there, uh, that I was like, that's a really good shot. And it's all just like this black and white, super grainy, very low budget. But like the the work that he put into it was like it was clear that he was a different level, or the folks who made it were just at a yeah. different level than the equipment that they had to work with. Yeah. So like the nostalgia was there, but there was also this like, damn, they did a really good job with what they had. It was like professional level of something that you want to make yourself. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 Even like going into the funeral home, like that was like we would do shots like that when we would film stuff where it was like, well, we can't go inside, so we just won't show what happens. Like we'll just do the the walking in <laughs> yep. and running out, right? And you don't show anything in between because you don't actually get in the building. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, quick fact uh, before Joe, you say anything about it? Uh, the black and white. The move. The reason the movie's in black and white is because Kevin Smith could not afford color film. Black and white film is so much hmm. uh, yeah, cheaper. Yeah, I figured that maybe like 20, 30 minutes in, I was like, maybe maybe he just, maybe it's cheaper. Maybe yeah. the black film is cheaper. Yeah, and, that and makes one, sense. One review of the movie, someone actually said, and this is a story that I actually heard Kevin Smith say recently, um, but one review of the film said, he filmed it in black and white to show you, to make you feel that it was the perspective of the security camera inside the store. And he was like, we couldn't afford it, but ever since then, I was just like, we did it so we could feel like the perspective of the security camera. I love that. Yeah, he is an amazing storyteller. So, Joe, what did you think? Um, I did like it, too. I, I, you could, mm, let's see. I was trying to figure out if there was, like, more to it than just the, you know, working being a yeah day in the life sort of stuff yeah day in life but you know i ended up really liking that because right. it's so it's so like grounded and down to earth and you can connect to it really refreshing like, that it doesn't go a whole different random exactly path. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly it, just, it doesn't it doesn't take off and have this like oh there was a robbery and they have to find out who did right. or yeah. something like that yeah interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that is that where the movie ends where Randall pulls the sign down and gives him it and says, you're closed. Yeah. The original cut of the movie actually ends with Dante closing the shop. Someone comes in. He says, hey, we're closed. Guy pulls out a gun, shoots him, oh, steals wow. the actual cash, and takes off and Dante dies. Oh. And one of the uh, – someone that he kind of met while starting this um, – um, starting putting this around like film festivals literally was like when they basically they finished the film and they rented out a um, like a theater before it ever went to a festival and it was like they all showed it and they were like hey independent film playing here and mm-hmm. this dude came in who wasn't part of their group and he was like I don't remember if he was a reviewer or uh, how he was associated but he watched like he might have been like an actual like independent reviewer but mm-hmm. 
he told Kevin afterwards, he was like, the movie's great, but cut that shit out at the end. Huh. He's like, okay. end it here. Yeah. Okay. And that he was like, then you've got, that's what makes this pick. That's what makes this movie. Okay, you cool. end it here. It's too gloomy. You threw the gloom in to throw the gloom in. He yeah. wasn't supposed yeah, to be yeah, here yeah. today and he gets killed. Right, right, like, right, right. Yeah. And it's such a thing that like I I would have written into if I had wrote written a story like that, I would be like, and then the surprise at the end. Like but yeah. you don't need it. And yeah. no, no, yeah. So that's that is one thing though, that was part of the original story is this this hmm. ending that is actually a huge downer. Yeah. Interesting. I thought the twist was going to be that Randall and Dante got together at the end. I was sort of like waiting for that because I feel like he hinted at it like a little bit. I think um, that Randall does love Dante. Yeah. But I don't think he loves him necessarily. Yeah, it's probably it's like, just like a fraternal yeah. sort of. <laughs> it's almost how Jay and Silent Bob, you'll in later films, Jay um, introduces himself. I'm Jay and this is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob. It's almost kind of like. That's Dante and Randall. Cool. So are you confirming there's a Clerks 2? I will confirm to you, actually, that before Clerks 2 happened, there was a Clerks animated series that starred uh, both of them. It was... Both of them, uh, Dante uh, and Randall? Dante and Randall, Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran uh, reprised the roles, and Alec Baldwin was the secret billionaire of Leonardo, <laughs> New Jersey, and it was more fantastical and had much more of a... Um, Animated amazing series, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, super funny. Um, I rewatched it again a few years ago, it's great. And then Clerks 2 came out where they um, are working at a movies fast food restaurant. Hmm. Ah, that's where I've seen it. That's, yeah. that's where I've seen the clips. Yes, and then were they wearing blue and yellow? I think it's purple and yellow, but okay, oh, okay. I'm clarifying, um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's close. Um, and then after that, and I know we're going franchise talking, <laughs> um, but super quick is uh, they originally planned a third movie, um, and Brian O'Halloran has always been down for it. But Jeff Anderson and Kevin Smith had a bit of a falling out, um, mm. and the script really wasn't up to what they wanted it to be. And Jeff really didn't. He's he's not an actor. He he does these movies with for Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, so he really wasn't into it, and uh, he and Kevin Smith had a bit of a falling out. And uh, I think it was—I don't think it was last year. It might have been last year or the year prior. But Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack um, hmm. recently, mm, and yep. it was um, actually he should have died. Um, He—they call the particular like artery that was clogged. They call this like the widowmaker. The widowmaker, yeah. Yeah, mm. and he survived. He changed his lifestyle around. He lost a lot of weight. He became vegan. Um, so he had a falling out with Ben Affleck and Jeff uh, Jeff Anderson. He made up with Ben Affleck recently, and, oh, okay. and he was in the reboot of the Jane Silent Bob movie. Um, but at a recent convention, Jeff Anderson was there, and um, Kevin Smith was, Kevin Smith was there, and they were uh, they kind of made their way to each other, and he chatted him up. He was like, "Hey, kind of miss you." Um, and he was like, I want to do Clerks 3. I want to finish off our trilogy. And he and Jeff Anderson came up with the story. That's cool. And he was like, I'm on board. Let's do it. So it's confirmed that Clerks uh, 3 is going to happen. And it is going to close out a trilogy awesome. of the movies. I'm pretty stoked. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So let's wrap back down to see this. Because it'll be interesting to see how uh, almost a 28-year progress is going to is gonna happen in yeah. with this. We're going down to the beginning. 
This had so many cool pop culture references to it. It had... Yeah, I, I didn't react during the movie because I was so engrossed, but, like, I didn't know that Jane's... Like, I've never seen Jane's Silent Bomb. Um, I know that there is another movie, and I know that there was a recent reboot. I had nothing. I had no idea that they came from this. Yes, and this so that actually, was really wild when they first popped up on screen. I was like, "Oh shit, that's them!" And Jay and Silent Bob are actually in. Let's see. Um, this this is a franchised sort of universe. There's before the Marvel mm. movies, there was the View Askew universe. He <laughs> like he like quoted it that. So it's Clerks, then Mallrats. Then chasing Amy, then Dogma, then Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and that was gonna that was like the last Jay and Silent Bob movie in that that universe, and then we got them in a movie that was at this point, and I really hope we get to see it, but Kevin Smith made a Canada trilogy uh, that were not linked together like they're linked together for these movies but he brought jay and silent bob back and it was called moose jaws it was jaws but with a moose <laughs> love it literally and jay and bob play quint they play the quint character together oh, nice. but quint dies so supposedly in the movie silent bob gets eaten by the moose love he gets it. killed but that movie has was filmed but never came out Hmm. Um, and then they did the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So we just saw that movie. I'm really hoping to see Moose Jaws at some point. Yeah, maybe we'll get it on Disney+. Plus. Oh, so, so great. <laughs> I've never heard of Jay and Silent Bob before. This really? Is like, this is my like introduction to them. Oh, really? Yeah. That is phenomenal, yeah. yeah they, I mean, I know nothing about them like besides now. but yeah, just yeah. a couple of drug dealers who are supporters in his movies until Jay and Silent Bob strikes back and they get their own feature and they go on a zany adventure um, trying to stop Hollywood from making a superhero movie about them. In Chasing Amy, someone writes a comic and used them as the basic of Blunt Man and Chronic. Hmm. And Hollywood wants to make it. They want to stop it because they're not getting any money from it. Interesting. And the Jane Silent Bob reboot is a literal reboot of that movie, just diversely changed. Um, Hollywood wants to reboot the Blunt Man and Chronic movie, and they go to stop it. It's actually it. pretty funny because it's very nostalgic. And I don't want to is... talk too much on the, the whole franchise because we'll yeah, have to yeah. cut it. Yeah, and, this, yeah. and this stemmed all from this movie, Clerks. Clerks is the first. That's, That's so cool. Funny. Yeah, Jason Mewes, uh, who plays Jay... Um, he was this wild child that um, when Kevin Smith was working at the like uh, the rec um, for the like kind of like Parks and Rec it was like a place for young kids to hang out kind of like YMCA sort of thing okay. yeah yeah like a rec worked, center yeah rec yeah. center yeah he worked at the rec center and Muse and then he was made there. this movie to save the rec center yeah <laughs> Muse uh, Jason Muse was uh, there and he like was just a wild, like I'm talking ADHD, like wild child kid. Like, um, I highly recommend if you found some enjoyment to this dialogue, to this, Kevin Smith is such an incredible storyteller. He has a series of, uh, videos and you can watch them on YouTube. You can watch everything. It's like evening with Kevin Smith. He just goes places and tells stories about how he's been involved. His story of like first meeting Jay. So awesome. His story about, um, Prince, like, like the artist Prince yeah. hired him to make a documentary about him and never released it. And he's like, like Prince talking to him, just amazing conversations. Uh, wow. Kevin Smith was hired to write the uh, Superman Lives movie hmm. with Nick Cage that Tim Burton was directing. Oh my god! And the story of the producer, um, John Peters, 
asking him like to read the draft to him while he lays on a couch going like with his director hands up like like he's he's <laughs> making a screen in his mind like so <laughs> awesome the guy is so compelling the way he tells his stories that's cool um, i've seen him live once before and he actually is going to be in hartford at the bushnell uh in a few months doing his Jane Silent Bob reboot uh, roadshow where right. he goes to the, he'll go to the Bushnell, he'll show the movie and he'll do a live Q and a right after. Oh, ah, okay. It, oh, wow. He's we'll been have phenomenal. To, we'll have to fly over to Hartford. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> it's actually going to be, I'm sure it'll be great. Cause he is again, masterful storyteller. Um, and he just seems so friendly. Like you could just like chat with a man, just like go on and on and he'll like, cool. go. Um, Big influence for my life too, honestly. Yeah. Um, been a huge fan. So, so Kevin Smith, he was in the movie. He was Silent Bob. What? Who's the other? Who's the other? Um, Jay. No, no, no. Oh. Was there someone else involved with like writing? Wasn't so there another producing writer? partner? Scott Mosier. Okay. Scott Mosier okay. was Mosier. Uh, yeah, Snowball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the kind oh, of hippie right. okay, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was the yeah. random dude who the dickhead who uh, shot the the um, hockey ball. Yeah, that's right. Because he shaved. Okay, that's right. That's the right. hockey okay. ball is that? It was a hockey it's, ball. It's a hockey, hockey ball. ball. <laughs> you were playing yeah. with a ball. It was a ball for hockey. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's what you use for street hockey, right? Because yeah. you can't use a puck. Correct. Yeah. I'm not a sport boy. Well, sometimes know. there are pucks that have like ball bearings on them, so they so, so they, they slide slide. kind oh, of yeah. they, they cool. like to slide. Get, yeah, you want to have more of an authentic experience because then yeah. you can still like like whip it off your stick. It, it like spins <laughs> off your stick, yeah. and then you don't you don't have to say stuff like hockey ball, which just yeah, sounds weird. So yeah, essentially though, like Brian had said though, this is a collection. He did do um, auditions for the movie, so I think uh, the two girls um caitlin and veronica yeah, yeah. Uh, i believe they were like they auditioned for it yeah um, okay so but most of the people in the movie are locals from town even the guy who played dante dante um if i remember correctly brian o'halloran um i think he knew kevin smith a little bit hmm. like but he was like a like uh like the like Leonardo, New Jersey players, like, you know, like local mm, theater, yeah, okay, okay. community theater. Kind yeah. Of it seemed like him and the two girlfriends, they, all, they seemed like the three with like the acting best experience. acting experience. Yeah. 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 It, it's really interesting. Everyone else that. sort of had weird delivery of the lines and it would like stop for a split oh. second before delivering a word because they would like have to remember the line. Or yeah. Club a line a little and just yeah. keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I also felt that I, I think that happened accidentally, but I think it was kept in there because it felt real. It felt real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. That's how people talk. I think the but, star yeah. really was, uh, Jeff Anderson, the guy played Randall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. again, and just he and him and Dante, they're, they're even, even the girls, their dialogue, the banter was so quick yes. and it hit so well. Yep. Um, and I have to say, too, I love the fact that um, Kevin Smith can write for a female. Oh, yeah. I don't. I think it was believable, and I don't think it was too male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always gave him credit for that, because that's something that you kind of uh, don't see a lot of um, good writing yeah, in, interesting. like yeah. this. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, without having a female writer. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Not to say that Kevin Smith writes phenomenal female dialogue, but I think he did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I think he did great. Yeah, I think it was um, good. But, yeah, what a flick. Um, definitely cool. So, Mallrats jumps to a much uh, more um, goofy, zany comedy. Okay. Um same deal. Two good friends that are guys 
go and they, they have girl problems and they go to the mall and they try to fix their problems and it's like a crazy adventure. Yeah. Okay. Um, he goes back to form and much more independent with Chasing Amy with uh, Ben Affleck, actually. Um, another really great uh, story, but gets a lot of shit, too. And he kind of course corrects a little bit of the dialogue and the line as some of uh, what happens in reboot. So it's cool. Um, Jane Silent Bob reboot that's out like right now or that's around is like a just a huge nostalgic like even a like like plot hole filler for -hmm. certain things. It's pretty wild. Cool. Uh, Good connection. So we watched the movie. You guys enjoyed it. What did you guys think doof meter wise? Like, where would you place this on the doof meter? Remembering, mm. again, we go doof meter by pop culture mm. and things like that. And ah, that's true. Whether yep. How you enjoy it. Essential viewing. Essential viewing. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, right off the bat, you got our patented, trademarked doof meter. Mm. <laughs> One on the doof meter. Eh, I could have survived. I didn't need to see this movie. Five, it's essential viewing. I'm a doof. I should have seen this earlier. Now, before I get your your doof things, I am going to try to... That sounds like a sway. I'm going to try to sway, (laughs) and I'm going to say again that this movie was one of the essential movies for the independent movement. Um, Keyword there, essential. Essential. (laughs) There's a couple of things before we go into rating i think it's joe's turn to start off the rating mm-hmm. anyways but um his whole i shouldn't even be here today catchphrase oh, yep that's i've seen i've heard that before yeah, too yeah like i don't know what from i tried to google search while we were watching it because i was like what else but i couldn't find anything on a, on a cursory search of like who's used that reference i'm positive that steve kleins someone we work with <laughs> has said that aloud to us in the past year. Okay, so maybe that's where I'm getting the no, reference no, from. I, I definitely, like, no, I definitely agree. I've seen it like in, in, in media before. Like in a book or in a movie or mm-hmm. in a show. Like, I shouldn't even be... Like, I'm not even supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah. like, I feel like cartoons or something. But um, the other one was the, the chapter sort of like titles. I don't know if that is like a, I don't know if this movie started that or not, but was that something that he took? Because that's like Pulp Fiction, which came out Mm -hmm. after this, I believe. Uh, Or same time. Same year. Same year. Um, Did that with, you know, in in between all the different slots. I was trying to figure out where it goes to cuts to black and it's got like the title card for each like section. Yep. But that's also seemed very like, I've seen that in a lot of stuff before. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he borrowed that, I'm assuming probably from like silent films. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say yeah. it, sound, it, it, it felt like it was super old school. Yeah. yeah, essentially the movie, what it was was when he was writing it was he was writing a bunch of short scenes. Yeah, that that ended up what he did. He wrote these short scenes and he f- put them together to be one full day. Yeah, so each scene had its own title as to what that scene essentially was about, what it contained in in a way. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of like the whole part of the chapters. Cool. All right. right. Doof meter. I'm going to give it a three. Mm. I was originally going to say two, unfortunately. I was going to say two originally, but 
I don't know. I ended up enjoying it a lot more, like, especially in the last, like, I don't know, it started off kind of slow. It's like, all right, where are they going with this? And then I kind of like got it maybe like 30, 40 minutes in. And then I started to enjoy it a lot more. Yeah. Um, three, because I totally believe you and, 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 and that this was like, like essential <laughs> and essential in the, in the indie film, uh, in the indie film, like boom. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I take your word that it was one of the first like big indie film movements. Hey, you can make a film without having yeah, this yeah. huge budget. And so yeah, three, three, cool. Yeah. Uh, you swayed me up to a four. Wow. But I was gonna I was gonna go with three initially, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's one of those things where like I 100% believe that it was the inspiration for a lot of independent films, like. I felt nostalgic and I didn't even mm. know anything about this before going into it. And then on top of that, like seeing like Jay and Silent Bob, which is an, yeah. another reference that I've seen and little lines here and there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, uh, feel like I definitely should have seen this before. Um, but I haven't seen a ton of things from it in pop culture, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, my only like caveat sure. there is I, I don't think I've seen, and the only thing I've seen is Jay and Silent Bob like dancing, mm. like like oh, him yeah, yeah. putting down the boombox and then them like dancing. Yeah, there's definitely like a gif of that. Or yeah, something. that's yes. like the only little like pop culture reference yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. Yeah, nice. And of course, you know, if I was a doof, I would say <laughs> five on the doof meter. Your patented, <laughs> seen it. Your patented um, Drew feels yes. left out meter. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, I think regardless if you feel like it, it you should have seen it earlier or not. um, It definitely is a movie that um, plays to to that nostalgia. Um, It it just always. I remember when I when I saw it the first time. I remember saying like, I could try to do this. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Totally. I want to. Totally. I was watching it. I was like, oh, I could do this. I was like, yeah. we could do this. Yeah. 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 And you know, it takes something special really to to make you feel like you can really do something like that. Yeah. And it's it's it might it's something we we probably can't do, um, but man, does it make you feel like you can try and succeed? This is like again, yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith is such an awesome success story in life. He really is like started at like not at the bottom. Not gonna say like he was like a sewer <laughs> rat or anything like that. But Kevin Smith was leading a perfectly normal, non-privileged life, and he took something that he loved, and he made something incredible that got him started in an industry that is nearly impossible to get into. So for me, I have so much love and respect for the movie. And I will tell you guys too, on this 10th anniversary edition of the, uh, of the DVD, uh, there's an outstanding documentary called the snowball effect. And it's the making of clerks from Kevin Smith, basically being born to the point where they sell clerks at Sundance to the Weinsteins. (laughs) But, um, yeah, hey, I mean, so many <laughs> terrible people make movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's that's really cool. I think yeah. that uh, it might be really fun just to pull back the curtain when we when this episode goes live. I think it might be cool. I, I think all three of us have talked before about making home movies when we were younger and like oh, yeah. I have a DVD case. I have like a bunch of commercials and stuff. Like yeah, we should uh, we should try to we should each find one. I should try to find some. Oh my god, and try to get it posted <laughs> yeah. for the for when this goes out. Oh, just out of tribute because I, I think that that's that's what made it so special for me. It was like yeah. this is what I would have like what I wanted to do when I was younger. Like I, I think it's really 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 neat. Um, Joe, what was your favorite scene? Ooh, favorite scene. I really, uh, two stand out to me. One is when, what was the name of the second girl they brought in? Claire? Caitlin? Caitlin. Caitlin, yeah. I really liked the conversation of Caitlin and Dante um, when she was basically describing, oh, you know, I left school, I came up here for you. Like, it was very, like, back and forth, like, how do they each feel? Like, first Mm. he was just talking to her, and then she was like... And then that was a lengthy piece of dialogue and that yeah. was one shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it, 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 there was a whole story in it. Like there was, there was like him asking her if they can be together and her shooting him down. And then it ended up being like her asking him if they could be together and him kind of jokingly like playing it off. And then they ended up like deciding to go on a date. Yeah. I really like that scene. It was really like fluid and, yeah. and a lot of emotion in it. And it was very like natural and, mm-hmm. um, down to earth and also the scene at the very end after they had fought um dante and veronica uh no uh no his randall yeah randall yeah yeah. i wanted to say wendell but i was like sorry not wendell Wendell (laughs) dante and randall um right after they fought and had the candy fight they were um sitting like in the piles of candy and and randall was just like kind of like like throwing candy at Dante and being like, why do you think we're, you're like better mm-hmm. than everyone? And like really like bringing him down to earth again. And I don't yeah. know. It was a nice little, Finally like, telling him to take some responsibility. Yeah. 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 It, it was. And for both of them too, he was like talking to himself too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, yelling at Dante. So yeah. bo- both those scenes, yeah. both of those scenes are the ones where I noticed like, Oh yeah. damn, this is some good dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is really good writing. Um, I think it was for me. It was the roof hockey scene, uh, <laughs> only because I'm like a, a, I never I've never worked like a live retail. I, I worked as a dishwasher and I worked at a mm-hmm. cook in a kitchen in a, in a local restaurant. It was like a locally owned place, so we had even less rules than 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 most places. Yeah. Um, and we would do shit like that. Like yeah. uh, we had a tar- we had like a big skylight above our dining room at the restaurant, and we had to go up on the roof and put a tarp over at one time because it was leaking. Um, but during the during like a really bad snowstorm one year there was this one guy that we worked with that we really like he kept calling himself Teflon cuz nothing sticks to me man can't cut me <laughs> Teflon <laughs> Teflon baby um and me and one of the other cooks were like fuck we got to get this guy so we snuck up to the roof and we were going to shovel snow on top of him as he was trying to leave for the night and we got the pizzeria guy next door we were like let us know when he goes outside so he gave us the thumbs up and we started shoveling and we heard oh no and it was uh, one of our <laughs> old, older women <laughs> who worked as a server <laughs> and we just pummeled her with snow <laughs> Oh no! We brought her flowers. We worked with her the next day, and we brought her flowers. And she was like, "She was like, I forgive you." My, I went home, and my husband was like, "You were probably in their way. They were probably cleaning the roof." And we're like, "No, (laughs) he was trying to fuck this one guy up with snow." 
Um, and there's like a bunch of shit that we used to do. And so them playing hockey on the roof was very like nostalgic very for me of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that was like the place that I, I used to work at. And, uh, That's cool. I thought that, I thought that was neat. It was the scene I most related to, I guess. Nice. True. What was your favorite scene? Oh, that's so funny. You ask, it's like, it's difficult for me because yeah, there's scenes that pop for me, like little things that I've always loved to, that you just pick up low and like low key in the background or just like yeah. hear like, um, the way Randall talks to customers, yeah. the, cute cat. What's his name? Annoying customer. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> the guy, like, walks out. <laughs> or like, um, just the star Wars conversation was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, that was another, like, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. That was a good one. And I believe, Oh man, I hope I got this right. But in one of his uh, conversations or in one of his commentary, which by the way, Kevin Smith does amazing commentaries on his, uh, his uh, movies. But I think he said that that discussion actually basically got him a, another job. Like, uh, I think that's the discussion that got him like Superman lives or something where like, he knows a lot about comics and sci-fi. Like, so like, yeah, it's cool. just funny. Like that conversation was a really cool one yeah yeah what did we uh what did we get right our guess yeah, oh yeah. yeah let's take a look let's here. roll through those real quick first guess which you did redact but uh is still here was that uh they work for a fast food place good burger Mondo burger? <laughs> um but they have blue and yellow striped outfits no. okay okay then we got they might they we just, don't know i'm pretty sure there is yellow them. Yeah, I think there's yellow. I think it's like a purple and yellow, if I remember mm. correctly, at movies. Um, I mean, that was, is, that was just a black and white joke I was making. Well, speaking of black and white... Um, <laughs> we don't know. We don't uh, know. Good one. <laughs> that was your next guess, Brian, was, I think this movie's in black and white. And mm. yeah, for the viewers, the whole movie was in black and white, yes. by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes, there was, there was maybe no goes to color. sequence. Yes. Um, you guessed that it would take place in 1994. It was never established, but that is the time frame yep. it takes place in present day to when cool. the movie came out. Uh, in some no-name small town, uh, Leonardo, New Jersey is—it's a real town, New Jersey, but it is still a very small town. No-name small um, town. A lot of people actually go visit the Quick Stop uh, and take pictures in front of it. Oh, cool! I actually have a couple pictures from uh, like uh, almost ten years ago. I took a trip down there in 2011. Oh, cool. uh, went to see the Quick Stop, RST Video, and went to Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash. In Red nice, Bank, so nice. it's pretty cool. Um, it's really it, a shame it, that um, Leonardo New Jersey keeps getting nominated for Oscars but never wins one. Yeah. Always, dis- always disappointed. <laughs> well, it well, won he one. just won one recently. <laughs> yeah, right? won one. Yeah. He might win a second one this year. Uh, hopefully. Um, and it was it was not a fast food restaurant. It was a small little uh, convenience yeah, store. Convenience store. Yes, yeah, which convenience is store. a little lower here. Um, Onion ring. One ring to rule them all. <laughs> there Does not happen. <laughs> did, happen. Uh, did not happen in Clerks 1. It's, oh. probably, it's probably happened in Clerks 2. I it's will not tell you anymore, but I will just say did not happen in Clerks 1. All right. You guys guessed that this was a comedy slash dark comedy would be funny yet uncomfortable slash depressing. Huh. I think you hit the That's nail right on the head. I think we yeah. got that. I yeah, mean, totally. Dante was not supposed to be there today. Yeah. yeah, and a bunch of shit kept on happening yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, the next one I had here was convenience store, which is absolutely accurate. Mm-hmm. Convenience yep. store. Two main, two male main characters. Kevin Smith is one of the two clerks. Uh, so, mm. not in the movie, but in real life, Kevin Smith was the Dante character. Okay. So, so we're like at a point five there. You're at a point five, and Kevin Smith was one of the was a 
two male character combo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. But not what you meant. Yep. Um, want to do more with my life kind of movie? Yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, Down, I think he had to realize that by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I think by him saying in the beginning too, like, I hate this place and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. He wants to do something more, but doesn't have the drive to do it. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that's what the whole movie was like finding himself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty cool because he wrote this movie. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You know? Um, maybe a crime happens in the store and they go on a wacky adventure. So, so defend it because I think I'm going to defend this. A crime does happen in the store. They sell cigarettes to a four year old. That's a crime. That's a crime. And go ahead. A girl has sex with a dead man. Yeah, yes, that's a wacky that's adventure. That's definitely a crime. That's I'd say a crime. I would call <laughs> okay. the wacky. <laughs> I thought that was a wacky no, adventure. No, no, I would call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those wacky and adventures. That's a wacky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would say more going to the wake was the wacky adventure. Oh, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, wake, like, hockey yeah. on the roof. There's some know. wacky adventures all around, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sex with a dead guy was a, was a wacky adventure. So wacky. I mean, uh, uh, so the two clerks are great friends. And yeah. they are. Yeah, they're yep. great friends. Uh, they will still be clerks at the end of the film. Totally. They totally were. Yep. And... Finally, the last guess, someone has superpowers. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn, no one had superpowers. That we know of. Uh, the guy who hit the hockey ball hit it pretty far. <laughs> um, I'm not going to give that one to you. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. I think the guy inspecting the eggs, he's hiding something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I think you did a good job. You did a pretty good amount of guessing for a movie you really had no idea what it was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, you nailed down some good stuff. I would say more than three-fourths of what you said there was accurate. Awesome. Nice. Thanks. And if you, and I'm saying you, the listener, uh, think that we did a good job or a bad job, you can let us know at Real Real Doofs on Twitter. That's R-E-A-L-R-E-E-L Doofs on Twitter. Um, and we're also at Real Doofs on Instagram and on Facebook, uh, where you can check out uh, videos that we post and behind the scenes pictures. And um, you can check out a lot of our uh, fan uh, drawings on Instagram. Right now, 99% of those fan drawings are drawn by Drew. <laughs> <laughs> our number one fan. Our, our number fan. one fan. I am a big fan. <laughs> Um, so you can, you can check those out. Uh, some of my favorites. So I can talk about my favorite, your fan drawings on our goddamn podcast if I want to. Um, <laughs> Lava Bucket's real good. <laughs> I really like Ale Bean. Yep. <laughs> those get a five on my, my tooth meter. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like Joe's freaking out here. The dog is This episode eight, I can <laughs> self-indulge whenever I want to now. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate um, it. Yeah, uh, it, it's been super cool to make these. I'm having a blast uh, just getting to catch up on these classic movies. It's really fun. Um, and if you like it, please leave us a review on iTunes, because the more reviews we get, the better it looks for us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's just cool to hear your feedback and stuff. We've gotten some really good feedback and mm-hmm. some really helpful feedback. So, Hey, uh, we have a Facebook page now, too. 
Yeah, I thought I said that, but yeah, we have a Facebook page. <laughs> no. Like us on Facebook. Oh yeah, he said it. He said no it. No way. Wait. He just kept talking about uh, Twitter. No, he said work. he said Instagram and Facebook. What? Let's hang on. Let's, let's rewind let's, the tape. Let's rewind. <laughs> I like Facebook. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You did say it, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> God damn it, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, we do have a Facebook, though. That's relatively new, so check us out on there. Um, I guess we'll post content there, too. So wherever you want to follow us, you can follow us, and we'll try to get more behind-the-scenes stuff. Just and more not in real life. And, yeah, yeah, just uh, don't. Please don't follow us in real life. <laughs> yeah. Mainly, I'd suggest, though, if you actually do enjoy these and like these, um, please actually like them. Follow us, because uh, we want to keep doing this for you guys. Uh, we like doing it for ourselves, honestly, but um, the more people who actually show that they want to hear us talk about this... Uh, the more we'll want to do it. Yeah, the more we'll yeah. want to do it. So, yeah, let us know that you actually like it. Throw suggestions at us. I've had a couple people say some things they want us to watch, and guess what? Some movies have now been added to our list. So, interact with us, please. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going with the opposite approach. Don't. I, I think we're sounding too desperate, and I don't want, <laughs> I don't want you to interact with us. <laughs> cool. Well, all right, guys. It's getting late. Uh, I think I I need to ask you to leave. Um, so, right. Brian, my favorite part of this is when you usually quote the movie, but I don't think you have any good quotes uh, to lay down. I don't, and I'm not even supposed to be here today. You know what? <sighs> <laughs> No, no, I thought it was that was perfect. I thought it was good. Drew, you're number 38 to me. <laughs> I was gonna say we're closed now. Yes. But, uh, uh, yours is better. We're closed. <laughs> <laughs>